When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a story we've touched on a few times, courtesy of the impartial reporter in Fermanagh. The ongoing investigation into child sex abuse in County Fermanagh is now running at allegations being levelled against 50 men. For decades, abuse seems to have been rife in the Lakeland County. The latest story involves allegations of an 11-year-old girl being abused by a priest during confessions. Also on the programme this morning, praise for Sharon's Army. Find out more about Sharon's Army later. The opportunity to be a showbiz winner. And the ongoing ideas for a superb summer. What are you up to? What are your youngsters up to? What advice do you have? Feel free to let us know what you're doing. 028 Now, Rodney Edwards is the deputy ed- editor with The Impartial Reporter. He was taken aback when uh, someone approached him some months ago now with allegations against a, an alleged child abuser in Fermanagh. And the story has just grown and grown because people have been courageous enough to come forward to tell their stories. And it cannot be easy for people to do that. Uh, and Rodney is with us on the line and uh, an opportunity to give us an update on this developing story in Fermanagh. Uh, Rodney, good morning. Good morning, Frank. It's harrowing, the one that's making the front page this week. Uh, last week, it was an allegation equally harrowing against a head teacher from many years ago, I should emphasize, who abused a, a little primary school girl. Today, it's an allegation against a priest who was hearing confession. Some people get the impression confession's always heard in a confession box. This wasn't in a confession box setting. In a school setting, sometimes a priest will come, he will hear confessions in the school, a one-to-one with a school child. This is the way it certainly was done in the past. And there's an allegation against this priest for basically groping the young girl while she was uh, telling her confession. That's right. Um, This girl was only 11 years old at the time and she's recalled how this particular priest used to visit her school uh, on the first Friday of every month and confession would usually take place in a small bookstore. So every pupil was made to go to confession by the teacher and there was no staying behind. So the first time that this little girl went to confession with this priest, she was obviously made to to sit inside the the bookstore with him. It was October 1976 and she remembers it very, very well. And it started off fairly 
uh, normal. Um, and then the questions that the priest allegedly asked her uh, turned um, uh, a little more in- inappropriate. And this little girl was asked questions um, of, a, of a sexual nature. And then she says this priest started rubbing his hand up and down the full length of her back, feeling her bra strap. And that made her feel incredibly uncomfortable. And she jumped up and she left. And from that moment, uh, she was left very, very disturbed. And she claims that there were a number of other little children in that school that were molested in the same way. Yes, she goes on to say that this priest would have travelled on a coach of some sort and used the same sort of touching of children when he was talking to them. And he was also a person who was known to be in the vicinity of the boys' changing rooms during showers. He would go in for a chat when, when young boys would be, would be naked. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says that there were there were many uh, young girls who were groped by this man uh, during those those uh, trips on the coaches. And indeed, uh, she wonders um, just how many victims there are out there. And she uh, talks about the impact that this has had on her life. Um, you know, she was eleven years old when this began, and she has been deeply damaged by it. And you started uh, you started your your, your introduction, Frank, uh, referring to all of the work that that we've been doing in the Impartial Reporter. And one thing that is so evident in all of this is the impact that this has had on so many people in Fermanagh. Because I am sure your listeners are wondering what on earth is going on in Fermanagh when we're hearing all of these stories so often. And as you say, this all started because one person was brave enough to speak out and now over 30 have spoken out and they make allegations against over 50 men. Now some of these men are dead uh, but but most of them are, are still alive in the community, uh, still living here, um, have never been prosecuted, never been arrested or questioned uh, about these crimes. And this essentially, uh, in a nutshell, is about the widespread abuse of power across Fermanagh. Last week we saw that in a school, this week we're seeing that uh, by a priest in another school. Were these children failed by the police back in the day or were the parents and the guardians not prepared to report what they were hearing or did the children not tell their their, their parents? Yeah, I think there was there was the, the, the fear factor, you know, that the children uh, felt that they wouldn't be believed. Um, in, these, in these particular cases, the police were not informed. Uh, however, um, the police are now aware of these cases because um, these particular uh, victims are, are, are wanting to speak out um, and, and tell their story in the hope that they will uh, get closure from that, in the hope that in some cases they may even get justice from that. Um, and I think really there are a number of questions for the Education Authority. And I have been trying to ask very serious questions off the Education Authority in terms of what it knew at the time about this particular case. And those questions have not yet been answered. 
the opportunity has been given to the authority to answer those questions and we, we are looking forward to getting those answers at some point uh, in, in the coming weeks. Um, but we do need to know um, what exactly the education authority knew about these because in relation to last week's story uh, in a school, the story was, was, was dreadfully sad, just, just like today's story in where a, a little girl was asked to deliver the mission box from her classroom to the principal's office. And she went off to the principal's office, she went into the office, she left down the mission box, the principal jumped up, he locked the door, he went over to his window where there were some Venetian blinds on the window and he closed the blinds. And then he abused that little girl in that room, in his office, during school time, and then he sent her back to class. And he did that numerous times. And that little girl grew up again, like today's little girl, desperately disturbed by what she'd experienced, the impact that that had on her mental health. And she spoke to various people um, that used to go to the school in the years that followed. And she was told, including by somebody who used to work at the school, that they were aware of rumours regarding this particular man. So what did the likes of the Education Authority know about that particular man? Um, and that's, that's what's coming out a lot in some of these cases, um, or most of these cases, Frank, is serious questions for the authorities, the authorities that are tasked with looking after our children. The mother of the young girl who was abused by the priest in the room while confessions were being heard, she alleges that she was abused by that priest. She went to the to her to her sister and her mother uh, to tell what happened. Her mother travelled the whole way to the school, which I think was a significant distance. She actually travelled on the school bus with her to the school, uh, sent her on to class, and went to speak to the to the head teacher. What was the outcome of, of that? Yeah, well, she headed to see the headmaster, whom um, she described as a, a very unpleasant man. Uh, and then years later, the mother told uh, her daughter uh, what he had said, and it wasn't very nice. Uh, she, uh, she told him that, the mother told him, that none of her children were ever to be in the priest's company alone ever again. And off the back of that, the principal didn't behave very well towards the little girl. So she uh, alleges that he was very bullying towards her, that he that he spoke down to her, that there was a real atmosphere between the two. This headmaster is now dead now, um, uh, as uh, as is the sorry the, the priest. The priest is still, still alive. The headmaster is now now dead, and she was not happy with the way in which that it was dealt with at the time. And I have spoken to another source who also worked at the school and that source confirms that there was certainly talk uh, about this going on at the time. Do stay with me, Rodney, because I want to speak to one of the public representatives who was approached by, indeed, at least one person who makes allegations of abuse and he's been championing uh, the cause of the abused, uh, Lord Morrow. Uh, Lord Morrow, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you must be well and truly shocked by what you're hearing from people who are on the edge of your constituency and people who you would have represented in the past. Uh, yes, uh, 
what I was hearing and what I'm still hearing was just absolutely horrendous. And it uh, beggars belief that this sort of activity could be happening. Uh, the one in particular that I am very aware of when this young woman, as she is now, uh, came to see me, uh, I just what, don't think I was ready for what uh, she was uh, tell, about to tell me. I had to listen to one of the most horrendous stories and experiences. Uh, and I've been in. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Public life for well over 40 years, but I've never, ever had to deal with a, an issue like that. And I must say, it took me some time to gather myself and my thoughts uh, once I had uh, listened to all that she had said and... It was very, very difficult to take. Very difficult. We, we do know from covering stories like this that people who have been abused in the past most likely will not come forward. They feel that there will be a ripple effect. Their their partner might know about it. They don't want their children to know about it. They're they're living they're living in pain. So those who do come forward are incredibly courageous people. Of course, they have to be questioned and they are being questioned by you. They're being questioned by Rodney Edwards. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that you're, you are totally convinced that what you're hearing in Fermanagh is the truth and nothing but the truth. The, the, the pain that they're going through at present must be for a reason. They're, 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 they're hoping for some form of justice. Now, the police have set up a special unit in relation to this. Do, do, do you think that down the years the, the police feel these people? Well, the police tell us that they have set up a special unit. I'm not sure what that means. And I'm not sure if the victims know what that means. Uh, because uh, to date, the lack of enthusiasm, for the sake of a better word, shown by the police has left a lot to be desired. Now, whenever this uh, young lady, I think she was about 19, 18, whenever I first, when she first came to talk to me and asking her why it took so long, she said, well, I always got the impression nobody would believe a wee girl like me. And uh, that was part of her problem. Nobody would believe me. And, uh, well, I said, look, if it's comfort to you now, I'm believing you. And tell me what your experience was. And I, I, I listened and I wrenched in my my very stomach turned as she told me uh, and I could see that this young lady was carrying a very heavy burden, a very heavy load upon her mind, upon her soul and that she had just been knocked all over the place by this whole incident. It took her a long, long time uh, to start to trust anybody again and uh, she told me that all of the things or or most of the things that had happened to her that she could recall and I just couldn't take it in because but yet 
from the moment I started to speak to her and listen to her, I was convinced this young woman is telling the truth. That just come across uh, because I could see I could see the agony and the anguish written all over her face, and I could see how it had impacted on her life, how had it interrupted her her studies. She was a a bright uh, person. She was destined to go on to be uh, a professional person with a, a third level of education, but that didn't happen. That all fell apart, and uh, because of what had happened to her, uh, she presently is trying to pick up on her life, but it's with great difficulty even yet, and she's about 24 years of age now. Those allegations that are being made on a regular basis now in Fermanagh are being made against 50 different men. Some of the allegations are against the same man or men. Would you expect the the police to at least be taking those men aside, some of those men aside, and, and having a conversation with them at least, maybe in the presence of their solicitor, to explain to them what, what allegations are against them? Well, I think that the police need to start by, first of all, restoring the confidence in the victim. Uh, that, you know, this has been taken serious, this will be investigated, whatever time it takes us, and where they the police keep telling us all the time they will follow the evidence, wherever the evidence takes us. Now, and I do accept uh, that the police have to be careful too because there's sensitivities around this on all sides. And I do accept that the police will find it very difficult to proceed on any matter unless they have a statement signed by the victim and I, I acknowledge that and that has to be said in defence of the police but I think where the police maybe could and should be doing more is uh, sitting down and talking to the victim on a one-to-one and saying look we accept your story we accept you've had a horrendous experience and we are now in the process of uh, inquiring into all of this now this they have set up an inquiry had they gone to the, the, the victims, those who have made the allegations, and said, look, here's the, here's the position, here's who's, who's doing this, here's how it's going to be carried out, here's the process, here's the length of time we anticipate that will take. But I'm not sure any of that has happened. Lord Morrow, thank you for your, your time this morning. Many questions Rodney Edwards asked there by Lord Morrow, similar questions that you're asking yourself in in the newspaper. Are you expecting even more people to come forward or do you get a sense now that those who are courageous enough to approach you have already done so? Even last night, Frank, I was uh, contacted by two more alleged victims um, making some very serious allegations about sex abuse when they were children uh, about men who are still alive uh, in this county. So I suspect that that will continue. I think all the brave victims that have spoken out so far have given so many others the confidence. In fact, the correspondence that I received last night by one man um, stated that he has spent weeks toying with the idea of getting in touch and he has 
been able to find the strength to do that because he's been reading uh, week after week the 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 heart rending testimonies from so many other victims and now he's found the strength to do that and as a consequence of that he will also find the strength to go to the police and I think Morris Morrow uh, who also has to be commended for the way in which he is, is speaking out about this and he's, and he's putting himself out there he's asking a lot of questions because not many public representatives in Fermanagh have been doing that um, the police would reiterate and have done uh, again uh, this week that anybody that has suffered uh, as a result of child sex abuse in Fermanagh or even elsewhere should contact them uh, and they've set up uh, as you know the special team but they've also got a dedicated email address which I'm sure uh, can be found can be found on our website but it can be found on the PSNI website as well and they, they are keen to speak to as many uh, victims as possible um, and we will continue to do this work and I have um, quite a bit of material yet uh, to, to go through I have lots of interviews yet to do and as I said earlier, the theme really now is, is that this is the widespread abuse of power across Fermanagh. And I also believe that if you look closely at other counties in Northern Ireland, and indeed across Ireland, you will likely find the same thing. Would you be prepared to take calls from people in Armagh or down Belfast who would be listening to this, who would feel that your paper's taking it very seriously? There's a, a, a campaign to get justice via your, your paper. Or could you be, would you be worried that you'd be snowed under? If, if there are so many in Fermanagh, there are bound to be equally as many in other counties. Well, nothing would satisfy me more than being able to give somebody the platform to be able to to help somebody um, tell their story. Nothing would satisfy me more. And, and, you know, I don't take any enjoyment out of this story as a journalist because there's nothing to enjoy about it. The only thing I I find some comfort in is that that a lot of these people are getting some sense of comfort from being able to, to speak out. If I could help anybody outside Fermanagh, I absolutely would. Um, I've already received phone calls from people in Oma. I've received uh, correspondence from people in Limerick. Uh, it's, it's quite incredible, the, 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 the reaction it is getting. Um, I don't think I would be able to dedicate the amount of time that it would take to speak to as many people as, as possible right across this country. But I wish I could. I really do wish I could. Um, and I would just, as a journalist, you know, to be able to give someone um, that platform and, and, and that ability to be able to speak out is such an important thing. And, you know, maybe other, uh, we've got so many great newspapers so many great local newspapers in Northern Ireland and maybe some of those newspapers could maybe look at, at doing something similar. I'm not going to tell anybody how to do it or what to do but I do know that you know, in these times when, when resources are, are a big problem for newspapers, particularly small weekly newspapers, uh, the only resource really that any local journalist needs today in 2019 is the trust of their readers and I know so many outlets across this country, even even radio stations as well, uh, have that trust from their readers and their listeners. And it's just something that I think, as a media, as a, collectively, that we could all do. We could all shine a spotlight on this issue. 
Ronnie, it is a harrowing, absolutely harrowing reading what you're writing and listening to what you're saying, but it's the, rea- the reality of this world in which we live. Really appreciate your time. Thank you to uh, Lord Morrow as well uh, for, for joining us. Um, the number is 02890 The impartial reporter in Fermanagh. You can go to their website. You can buy their newspaper. You can read about uh, what has been happening and what those allegations uh, are. Uh, 0289033105 is our number and indeed you can have your say on any issue that you hear referred to on the programme. Good morning.